sermon that there is some application for you out in the world. And if I, we have done our task well in this room together. There's also a very sacramental experience in the sense that it is the conviction of the church over centuries that we have preserved these scriptures because God walks in them. That in their explication and in their in their hearing and in our surrounding them with grace and music and presence, we do make visible the presence of God in the world. And I think we do not take that task So the task of, of whoever has the privilege of standing here to proclaim the gospel is to get out of its way that it may make do its work. That it may wreak its havoc in your life as it has mine. And I get a little worried when I've never received that phone call for a long time. Because it means perhaps I haven't been doing my work if I've never irritated someone slightly enough to engage in conversation with me. Now don't give me big ideas. <laughs> I will say, after last Sunday, I sat in my office for about a day waiting for the email to say, Pastor, I want to talk to you. Last Sunday's sermon concluded with this. And note, it was a carefully crafted sentence. It was right on my page. I didn't improvise it. And I said, American citizens have a right to secure borders. But only when that security does not come by oppressing the aliens within our midst. Because remember, you were once aliens in the land of Egypt. That could have some political implications. But notice how very pastorally I constructed that sentence as something that invites you into both between those two, between those two poles of faith and politics. We have this issue that we can anyway, you can do that yourself. I'm just saying today that the gospel is always political. It always challenges our politics. And let me see Jesus, the question is, in order to point out in Scripture where Jesus is, there's a story that we have to tell. Right? First century or so ago, in, in the first century, one, one of the then unmarked years, regular intervals where the, the great Passover celebration would happen happen in Jerusalem. At that time, there was the custom of pilgrims coming up into the city. They would climb the, the hills, the hilly tra track in Mount Zion, as it was called, the city of Jerusalem, and they would sing psalms of praise. And we have them, those same psalms in our texts and in our hymns. Disciples would be following their teachers. Pilgrims would be coming once a year from distant places. On one year, one of those teachers was a poor carpenter. His name was Jesus. He had a company of twelve and some others. Also on that year and on every year, Pilate, on the other side of the city, held a real parade. Great 